This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 103.7 WEEI. As we say good morning, I can reflect back on a day yesterday that uh, I looked outside and it was a sunny day, which was stunning because we haven't seen the sun in, what, two weeks. I'm sitting on my Barker lounger and I'm trying to motivate myself to actually get outside, maybe take a walk, breathe some fresh air. And I'm thinking, why am I going to do that? It's a blockbuster day of college basketball. It literally was a March Madness preview yesterday. Tim Welsh had a bird's eye view of that in beautiful Morgantown, West Virginia, calling the West Virginia game for ESPN. But, Tim, I'm sure you also kept an eye on, I don't know, UConn, St. John's, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas over Houston, Tennessee over Kentucky, we are talking some outstanding college basketball. Good morning, Meter. As I choked on my first swig of coffee, um, you know, I wasn't calling the West Virginia game. It was more like I was calling the BYU game. Uh, it was West Virginia's eight and fourteen uh, this year, struggling, but BYU is very good. Enjoyed watching them play. Uh, they were a fun group. It passes it around, and um, that's it. You know, we got we even got stuff going on today. We got Providence playing Villanova tonight, six o'clock. Spoke to Joe Hassett, who will be our guest at eight oh five, and I'm sure he wanted to golf yesterday, but it was it was a travel day. So uh, Tim, has he recovered yeah. from the excitement of last Saturday's uh, antics at the Amp? I don't know. We'll have to ask him, Joe. You can pipe in for the question here and there. You know, oh, I appreciate allowed. that. <laughs> Yeah, come on. I, th- I think uh, I think probably he's recovered. I'm guessing he's uh, hydrated and uh, ready to go for Villanova. I tell you, who hasn't recovered. It's Georgetown. <laughs> he got pounded was... yesterday, ninety-one fifty-seven at home to Marquette. So Oof. they've got some work to do. Uh, they've got some work to do. Obviously, a lot but, of the blue uh, bloods do. Yes. Yeah, Kentucky lost for the second game this week at home. So I'm sure the sky is falling there. I'm absolutely positive. I'm not. I'm not near Kentucky, but I'm. I can feel it. I can feel the earth trembling down there. No uh, question. But uh, and your New York Knicks got beat last night at the Garden. The Lakers just swooped into the East Coast and beat the Celtics without LeBron and Anthony Davis. And last night those guys decided they felt like playing in New York and. Uh, they beat the Knicks, who had won nine in a row. By the way, you talking about college hoops? The Knicks, um, the Knicks are pretty good. The Knicks are pretty good. And Knicks are very good. Yeah, and go ahead. I was going to be my. I was going to start 
with that because Ben Kinchin and I yesterday spent a lot of time on the Celtics and their absolute pathetic performance against the Lakers. That was brutal. Uh, and I, I know we might over-dramatize a regular season loss, but that to me was a punch in the face. Uh, when your two superstars drift, including your favorite Jalen Brown, Tatum and Brown outscored by Austin Reeves, Reeves 32, Tatum and Brown 31. Uh, defense was non-existent, 19 of 26 for L.A. Uh, it was just a terrible performance. Uh, so our, our take on that was, was it going to be a, is it a barometer? These type of losses, are they barometers? Uh, you said the Celtics have a, have a ways to go. Uh, I agree. Uh, there's There's things to tighten up. I know we're only at, not even at the all-star break, but 49 games in, there's been some signs, Tim, where they're still the same type of team. Yeah, well, this is what you're going to get sometimes when you rely on the three like they do. And, you know, and uh, you, you definitely um, you definitely must have some balance to your offense. Um, I just, you know, when you, you look at them and they lose the – Lose the Nuggets, they lose the Clippers, they lose to the Lakers. And we've said it before about Jalen Brown. You know, you can go get your 35 against the Pistons and the Hornets and uh, some of these teams that can't play or don't aren't focused on defense. But you're in a real game. You're going to have to show me something. And I haven't seen that yet from him. And that's what, if you're a Celtics fan, I would be, I would be very worried about. Yeah, I think you have to be. And clearly New York is, you know, New York, I don't know if they're battle tested, but Thibodeau's the coach of the year in my book. Uh, what he's done, Jalen Brunson's going to get MVP votes. He's been a revelation. Uh, the whole team is, you know, it's a Villanova team. Uh, they have three guys from Villanova, which is a great story. I'm sure Jay Wright's loving that. But, you know, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. There's a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference that will be tough outs. Milwaukee gets Doc Rivers now. I know you thought that was a, a major upgrade uh, with Griffin. Oh, it was, yeah. Griffin we, leaving. So that well, was. We, we, we told you that a month ago that he was way over his head there. You know, they would have been better with Boonholzer, but for some reason they decided to fire him. But, you know, these, these owners and these teams get what they deserve sometimes when they do make moves like that. They really do. And, uh, you know, so. Got a lot to talk about today. College hoops, the NBA, Alex Van Pelt. Uh, God, that's opening. one thing that I went on a little. You love my rants. I went on a little rant yesterday against the uh, talking heads of Boston media, who's who spent seven hundred ninety-seven hours talking about coordinators, and uh, no one knows anything, which is you know great. Talk about it. Throw 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 crap against the wall. That's what people do. That's that's welcome to sports radio. We've done it our whole lives, but it's just maddening to me how people just oh Luke Getzey bad choice, uh, Liam Cohen bad choice, uh, Nick Haley good choice, uh, Demarcus Covington good choice. No one knows anything. Alex Van Pelt great. You know what? I look at what he did with Cleveland this year. Hey, looks like a good fit. As we said yesterday, it's not about the coaching. It's about the players. Period. Do, does he have talent around him? He'll be a good offensive coordinator. Does DeMarcus Covington have talent around him? He'll be a good defensive coordinator. It's simple. It all starts with the Patriots personnel 
and they're shambles. They have no offense, zero. Their foundation is at the meter. To, to your point, everybody thought Bill O'Brien would move the needle for this offense last season, and that clearly was not the case. The offense actually regressed from Matt Patricia's offense, which was ridiculous. Yeah, and, and Joe, it's it's it, you know I'm I'm guilty of it. Everybody's oh, it's the coach and the coach and the coach. Tim can speak to this, of course. Sometimes it is. You know, I've been. We've all been critics of Joe Missoula and Alex Cora and Bill Belichick. But you know what? If if if, co- if a coach has the players, he's going to be a good coach, more than likely. I, I don't care who you are. You go back to 1910. It's the same old story. But look at look at Kim English. I'm sure uh, Devin Carter is making his resume look real good. His first year in Providence. Of course, of course. And, you know, Hopkins' a- absence hurts him. Uh, you know, we all we all are guilty of that. You know, blame the coach, blame the coach, blame the coach. A lot of guys, yeah, I admit, they're not good coaches. Fine. Patricia was a terrible offensive coordinator. Fine. Bill O'Brien had a tough year. Fine. They also had no talent. Zero. They don't have a quarterback. They do not have a quarterback. That's why all this talk, again, 797 hours on sports radio, Patriots should trade out of the third pick. Patriots should tra- should pick an offensive yeah, line. Yeah, that's Patriots- starting to spiral out of control, the scenarios. Pa- Patriots should should take Marvin Harrison. Patriots should take Roma Dunze. Take the quarterback. You don't have a quarterback. You need the building blocks. Jaden Daniels, outstanding talent. Trust me on that. Take him. Drake May, outstanding talent. Take him if he's there. It's simple. It's the easiest pick they'll ever make. Take the quarterback. Drives me yeah, nuts. but who? But who is it? Who is it? You start to pick apart these quarterbacks, and that's that's the issue. You know, that's that. I really wouldn't want to be in that situation. It's uh, it's very very. It's tough to find the next Eli Manning or can't miss guy C.J. Stroud, whoever you want to, whoever. Uh, you know, these guys start to really dive into who they are, and I'm not sure there's one there that's a lock. I really I think not. I think Daniels should be a lock. Absolute lock. The more I watch him, the more I hear about him, the more I read about him. I've read all the mock drafts. I know it's February. Senior Bowl yesterday, he obviously wasn't there. Those guys don't play in those type of games. May wasn't there. Williams wasn't there. You're not going to see them. But Michael Penix didn't play. Spencer Rattler's coming up the boards. He was the MVP of that game. Kid from South Carolina. Started at Oklahoma. Heck of a name, Rattler. He's, he's he's maybe a riser. Forget about him. Take Daniels. Trust me. He gives them a talent they've never had. He can run and he can pass. And he plays in a, played a pro-style offense. You heard West Durham last week or two weeks ago we had West on. West knows a lot about him because of his uh, intel, including the fact that Herm Edwards was his coach. And Herm Edwards didn't do well at Arizona State, but he did bring a pro-style offense. And Daniels is – uh, used to playing in that type of offense. So whether that whether that equates with Alex Van Pelt, who knows? But you give Van Pelt or any offensive coordinator, a Daniels or a May for that matter, I don't think it's going to be Williams, but you give them either one of those guys, they're going to be okay, and they're going to be appreciably better. It's going to be a learning curve. I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady his first year, but you are going to be able to build around him, and you're going to be able to th- thrive with him as your quarterback eventually if you give him the right pieces around him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, it's got a long way to go. And, uh, you know, I just wish, though, that 
in general, this topic is not the daily discussion. It seems like That's my it's, point. Kind of, it's boring me. It's boring me at this point. You know, you know, is Bill Belichick going to TV? Is he going to Boston College? Is he going here? Is he going there? It's like, wake me up when it's over. It's uh, you know, it was a disastrous season. Put him, put him to bed. Let's move on. Let's talk winter sports now. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk college hoops. Let's talk. Uh, hockey, NBA. You got, two, you got two teams that might win championships. The Bruins and the yeah. Celtics. And I know I said to Joe before, and inside radio folks, hockey's a terrible talk show topic. Terrible. Terrible. I feel like Sorry. last season with the Bruins' historic run, they were a little bit more of a talking point. This year, they've nothing definitely... nothing there, though, Joe. Like, Tim and I can talk hockey all you want. Everybody used to... Dennis and Callahan talk hockey. What does that mean? You talk if, if there's an event, you talk if there's a controversy, you talk Jim Montgomery getting fired, you talk Bruce Cassidy getting fired, you talk Marty McSorley having an incident, you talk, uh, you know, if there's an incident, if there's an event, if there's something media around a game. I'm not talking three-on-three All-Star game, nothing to talk about. No. David, David Posternock, brilliant year. Okay, you go. St- start on David Posternock. Tell me what you want to talk about. Feel free to feel free to call us. Phone lines are open. 401-777-1037. To Tim's point, I'm with him. You got two championship teams, but the problem is, Tim, guys like me and guys like we listen to Monday through Friday, they all revert to the easy thing, which is let's bash the Patriots. Let's talk about their offensive coordinator. Let's talk about their question marks. Let's talk about Jaden Daniels or Drake May. That's what it all is. It does drive you nuts if you listen 24-7. Yeah, it does. It does. But uh, yeah, I'm excited that it's February because that means we're we're trending towards the March Madness and uh, really interesting game tonight, just down in down in Philadelphia. You know, important game for the Friars after they lost at UConn. They gave UConn all they wanted earlier in the week, and right now I think Providence is in the tournament, but they got to they've got to keep moving in that direction. A lot of opportunities in this league. I, you know, the league is. League's pretty good. It's not great, but certainly the teams, some of the teams below Mark, Connecticut and Marquette are, are they're all beatable. Butler's playing better. Uh, so we'll we'll see where this trends for Providence. I think they've adjusted very well without Bryce Hopkins. And, uh, you know, their, their toughness is, is very evident. It was very evident to me the other night against UConn on the road, gave UConn all they wanted. And uh, so I think – We'll see if it can roll into a road win tonight against a, a struggling, a real struggling uh, Villanova team, team that's uh, really trying to find itself. I'm not sure. It seems like they've never recovered are. Nova coach since um, Jay Wright stepped down. They've lost. A, you want to talk about talent drain? They've lost NBA players every year, and that's an unenviable task for their for Neptune to step into that chair and try to coach them to the tournament. One thing I did learn yesterday watching a lot of college basketball in the first game, UConn-St. John's, UConn's the best team in the country. And I know that's not a revelation, but in, in my eyes, uh, I heard this a lot from Tim Brando and Jim Jackson who were calling the game for Fox, the most complete team in the country, the deepest team in the country. Spencer had 23 yesterday. You saw against Providence. They get contributions from guys that you don't expect. Uh, they're tough. Danny Hurley loves it. I know you 
you love Hurley. I love Hurley. He's great for the media, but you know, he, he he always brings that culture word into play. We're championship tested. That's how we're going to win another tournament. That's how our culture is tournament ready. Uh, that's how we, that's what we need to build around again this year. I think they're better than they were last year. They won, they won yesterday without Carabon. And if they can win without him and they can win pretty convincingly against the St. John's team, it might be a bubble team. I don't think they're going to make the tournament, but that was a convincing win yesterday. And that shows you why they're number one. Yeah. You know, and obviously the garden is a good home court for UConn. That's why Rick Pitino wanted to play him in Carneseca arena, but that was shut down very quickly. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you can't play that game anywhere, but Madison square garden. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, St. John's didn't shoot the ball very well. St. John's didn't defend. St. John's has a lot of, they have a lot of flaws. Uh, uh, they're not very about, Well, they're very well coached. And he gets the most out of them. He's going to squeeze the most out of them. That's for sure. You knew that was going to happen. But, you know, it's tricky. It's tricky. St. John's is a tricky job, too, because of, you know, the recruiting part is – it's still a tough place to sell. It's a tough place to sell. And then you got the NIL involved. And, and I think Rick was addressing that yesterday a little bit. So he went we'll nuts. see where that goes with him. He went nuts. Another Patino uh, press conference. To uh, I didn't really see what he said. Uh, I'm going to read what he said right now. This is about NIL. Uh, he believes it's time for the NCAA to stand down when it comes to policing members' schools. Quote, it's a very difficult time in college basketball because it's free agency. And now I think what's going to happen is they're going to say everybody can transfer. And then if they don't like it, they're going to take them to court. So I think the NCAA enforcement staff just should be disbanded. It's a joke. Not because I dislike them, but they're of no value anymore. Because just Tennessee now will take them to court. Virginia will take them to court. The attorney generals of Tennessee and Virginia filed a lawsuit against the NCAA on Wednesday. The challenge is banned on the use of NIL compensation and recruiting and in response to the association's investigation of Tennessee. The NCAA asked a judge to deny both motions in its 25-page response. Patino said, we need to stop all the hypocrisy of NIL. We need to stop it because they can't stop it. Whether I'm for it or against it doesn't matter. They're professional athletes, get professionally paid. It's not going away. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. I spoke to the uh, coach of Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago, Porter Moser, and he just said he's good friends with the owner of the Cubs, uh, whose name escapes me at this Tom point. Rickers. But yeah, yeah, he's very good friends with him because Porter's from Chicago. I think he might have yeah. bought his house from him or whatever. But he said that they were speaking a couple of weeks ago and said, he said to him, how do you run your business this way? You know, where every year, your employees can leave with no penalty. And he said, can you imagine if we, we ran major league baseball that way? If every player on every team every year could leave, I mean, no. what kind of continuity is that? So, you know, I don't know if they should make them employees and make them sign contracts, I, you know, with buyouts, I don't know where it's going, but it's, it is ugly at this point the way it is. I mean, these coaches are on these coaches. Let me just tell you, they make a lot of money. They're in the limelight, but they're all miserable. They're all miserable because of the fact that, uh, you know, you got 
you, you absolutely need a young guy like Kim English to run your program because they, you know he's Kim English is a positive guy. He's forward thinking. Um, he's not going to let a lot bother him, but he's going to be on top of it. But these guys that have been in the business a long time, this is not fun for them anymore. It, it really is. That's why you see guys, you know, your your guy at BC. Now, a lot of backstory to that. Halfly, the football coach, there's some pressure on him. I'm sure to, that he knew maybe one more year, and he was out. And there was a lot of things. He's friends with the Lafleur of the Packers, but you know, very rarely do you see a Power Five head coach go to the NFL as a coordinator. And uh, so that, you know, that just tells you, and you saw somebody reported, I believe, and you know more than I do on this, is that he wanted to get back to coaching football and not all the other stuff that goes with the job. And that's, there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth. And that's what Rick's saying right there. And, you know, he's, he's back in this mess, but I'm not sure for how long. Yeah, I, I, yes, I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a horrible, uh, it's a horrible uncharted waters. Uh, if they are compensated heavily, uh, I know people don't like to hear like that's always. Oh, what are you talking about? He's making four million dollars a year. He can deal with it. Yeah, you, there's, there's some truth to that as well. They're not. It's not brain surgery, but it is more stress than they've had before. Uh, they're dealing with uh, athletes that feel like they can just leave at a moment's notice, which is true. Is that was Patino's rant? If you don't have an NIL, if you don't have a collective that has a couple million dollars to play with, which all these power five schools do for the most part, you're in trouble. St. John's, I'm guessing, doesn't have that. They're trying to get it, uh, but they don't have it. Providence probably doesn't. Maybe has some of it, but probably not enough. They're all trying to get enough. What, what does that mean? Is it $3 million? Is it $4 million in your collective? So you can dip into that and say, here, here, X player, here, Hunter Dickinson, come to Kansas. Here's 250 grand. Well, that's the thing. You know, we were talking about Hunter Dickinson at Kansas and uh, his options, and for he's because he's got one more year if he wants, and he's really not on anybody's NBA draft boards. So he can probably, if he's in the G League, even on a two-way, you can make about five hundred thousand, which means that that would be a pay cut from what he's getting at Kansas. So most likely, you come back to Kansas, you fly on charters, you play in Allen Fieldhouse, you play forty games a year instead of eighty. And you're not on buses, you're not on in airports, uh, and you're not going to class. You don't have to go to class because he's already graduated. You, know, you take a couple of whatever online courses. Right. And yeah. or his third option, Peter, is he could go to Kentucky or he could go to Florida or he could go to UCLA. You know, he has that option too. He can yep. just fly the coop. And so those coaches every day and they're planning for the future and they're recruiting. There's so much unknown there. It just makes it difficult to feel the team. And I think that's why you're seeing so, uh, so many uh, upsets, so many upsets, because these teams aren't whole. And not only are they not whole, uh, and at this point in the season, they should be because of the fact that you can practice all summer and you can practice all fall. But a lot of these guys' minds aren't in the, in the right path, on the right path to win. They're not thinking about winning. They're thinking about their NIL, next NIL check. They're thinking about, oh, wait a minute, it's April 15th. You know what you have to do on April 15th? You have to file your taxes. And Hunter Dickinson spoke about that. He said the tax thing has them all messed up. Well, that's life. But, you know, this is what, <laughs> you know, and or or you're thinking about maybe I can go get more somewhere else. 
know, maybe yeah. I can go get maybe I can go get more at Maryland or at Georgetown or whatever. And so there's so many things going through these players' minds where instead of just enjoying the game and trying to be part of a team and winning, that I think that's kind of what you see out there. You see these strange scores of upsets. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know. And also, on the other side of it, the travel, the, the, the ridiculous travel now these conferences have. I mean, last night we had BYU at West Virginia in a, in a league game. BYU had not played at West Virginia since 1946. So, <laughs> so we showed a clip during the game last night of the old West West Virginia Fieldhouse. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it looked like an elementary school gym. So, it, you know, this is what you have in today's world. Next year is going to get even worse. You know, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado in the Big 12. You got UCLA and USC and Oregon and Washington in the Big 10 and Stanford. And you'll be going to Stanford for an ACC game for football. Yeah. So, so it's, it's maddening. Uh, you know, I, for me, I'm just trying to enjoy the games, the purity of the game still. That's still the nice part from our seat that we can just enjoy the purity of, of the game itself. And uh, watching BYU play last night is <laughs> a very fun team to watch. Uh, they share the basketball. They have almost 250 more assists than turnovers as a team. So that's that's the part that I enjoy. I don't, thank God I don't have to get involved with the other stuff anymore because it's it's trending in the wrong direction for sure. And also from an administration standpoint, when you have a coaching change, like what's going on at BC, this thing could be written – they might write a book about this thing because I said to someone last night, here's the, here's the issue. It's not necessarily an issue, but it, it's a tough one for the BC administration. They're under the microscope because there's no other coaching moves right now in college football. This is the one on December 15th. That's not the case. BC's under the microscope. Where are they going? How many, it's amazing. My phone lights up every night, every night. This is no exaggeration. My phone Pops with rumors, with innuendo, with this and that. Where's who are they hiring? Who's this? People that you wouldn't think would would buzz me are buzzing me. I have no idea. They don't consult me. Not part of my job description. I have some thoughts. I have nothing concrete on this. What I do know is this: tough job for Blake James. Tough job for his associate AD Craig Anderson because they're under a microscope, and they also have to deal with the NIL deal. The specter of players possibly leaving. Thomas Castellanos, the quarterback. Thankfully, he tweeted yesterday, I'm staying. Good. That's a building block for them. They need him at quarterback. They need those pieces to stay, especially at a place like BC. But if I'm the AD, I'm thinking, wait a minute, I got to balance the players possibly leaving as well with, oh, by the way, finding a coach and signing him to a four or five-year deal worth $20 million. So that's an issue that there's a lot of pieces, Tim, that they didn't used to have. Right. But from their perspective, I, from what I see from just talking about BC or, or any type of coaching move where you come in as an AD, it's not your coach. You didn't make the hire. Uh, they have not been successful. I don't care how much they want to sell me that, you know, we're sad he left. They're not. And uh, you get to hire your own guy. You get to hire your own guy. You get to start fresh. You don't have to fire the coach. You don't have to pay him and hit all the assistants. You know, your wife, the, the slate is clean now. And, and the timing is not good, of course, but you'll find somebody. You'll find somebody. I, I think you'll get a good coach. You need an offensive coach. That's what I think in any any facet of football, pro, 
college, whatever. You need somebody with a good offensive mind. Oh, there's a lot of people that have that have inquired about this job. That I will tell you. And a lot of big names and a lot of people that are interested. Uh, I know that probably doesn't shock you, and that's a good analysis of where BC is. Uh, for a program that was 22 and 26 in 48 games under Jeff Hapley, yes, clearly they need to start. And, oh, by the way, winning league games. He won 32% of his league games. Steve well, I know that's what you, you can you can spin it any way you want. I mean, 20, whatever, what did you say his record was? 32%. Yeah, but his, his, total, his overall record, I mean, if you break down. 22 those, and 26. Yeah, those 22 wins came against a lot of uh, lower level schools. So, you know, if I'm BC, the, the people that I know uh, that are BC diehards are very happy that this happened. So, you know, who's next? As my old agent used to say, who's next? Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's like James, as you know, we know well, and uh, I'm sure he, he'll, he's already got things moving in the right direction. Well, there's, there's things happening every 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 hour for him. He's gonna he's been he's been burning up his phones, that's for sure. But this is Meter and the Coach. We're kind of all over the map as we always are on a Sunday. Tim's in Pittsburgh. I'm in Parts Unknown. Joe Passarelli's in beautiful Worcester. You know what? We're having fun. 401-777-1037. Joe Hassett joins us at 805. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.